0: Hello there, welcome to the 23rd episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Edie and alongside me...
1: I have my co-host
0: and I have no idea cuz I didn't plan this out. Adrian Fitter.
1: Oh no, you're already uh you're Oh sorry, General Kenobi. Oh no. <laughs> I, damn we both ruined this it this is a disaster yeah this is uh let's just end the episode here no, this is not a good start, start over.
0: should i start over
1: for real no we just gotta live with we're our gonna mistakes. keep going we gotta live with our mistakes simon
0: why didn't i plan out what i was gonna call you in the beginning of the episode i don't episode?
1: know and i feel fa- because you failed i failed to say general kenobi first i've been doing that since episode one and you didn't even do it here no i did t- t- i said oh we no broke tradition yeah
0: broke tradition i should have said ultimate Sears fan adrian pinter That's That's what I should have said. Well, it's a missed opportunity. You know what's weird about this whole conversation? You know what's weird about this back and forth we just had? Anyone jumping into this podcast or anyone watching this podcast that aren't like the two people that watch it regularly, one being your mom, (laughs) basically... They have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is just wasted, uh, wasted time. Yeah, they're like, I'm done with this already. I'm done with this podcast a minute in because ultimately these guys are just talking about nonsense. Who are these people? Yeah, who, who are they? Who are do they think you? they are that they think that we've watched or listened? Why do I say watched every episode? I don't why do they? Why do they think we? You listened already said that twice. By the way. last twenty-two episodes, it's a lot of content. We, you know, we created more than like like thirty hours of
1: content. 30 hours of podcast content. It's crazy. You could listen to us for a whole day, an entire day. Yeah. From midnight to midnight. It's pretty wild. And you would still have more to listen to. Yeah,
0: do it when you're brushing your teeth, when you're cooking some dinner, when you're cooking some breakfast,
1: when you're driving to and from work, walking the dog. Perhaps. I do. I listen to podcasts during all those things.
0: Just to be clear for those who don't listen to this podcast often, we do release new episodes every week on Monday specifically, and it's on every podcasting service pretty much that's popular. Which ones aren't we on, Simon? I don't know, actually. Which ones aren't we on? We're on Deezer. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. We're on Amazon Podcasts. Podcasts amazon podcast too i like how we we mishmashed google and amazon together because those two are like competing head to head kind of and they're best friends while doing it sometimes sometimes they're actually not best friends they have this
1: big war well we just we just got um amazon prime video for casting just now no like a a year ago
0: oh yeah A a year ago but then at one point amazon wouldn't sell the chromecast on amazon which mm. is just insane because they sell almost everything. Yeah. You can pretty much find everything on Amazon. And uh, on Fire TV, I don't think there... No, there was YouTube. No, did they take off YouTube There it? was no
1: YouTube app. You had to go that through the Silk crazy. browser to That's access crazy. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That it's true. is insane. And then, yeah, they launched casting on Amazon Prime Video the same day that they launched a YouTube app on uh, Fire TV. Yeah. But I they remember made that up. They made up, though. They're friends now. Yeah. They're boyfriend and boyfriend. Or girlfriend and girlfriend, or boyfriend and girlfriend could be any of those combinations. Cause it's, it's true. A company and not a or non-binary and non-binary. Yeah, they are companies. Yeah. And do companies have genders? I don't know. It depends on what language you're speaking. As a like as an example, in French languages, right? Languages plural. There's languages multiple fr- French in French lang- languages. Well, the kind um, of it is a little bit. Yeah, Quebecois French exactly. and Canadian uh, French French. Yeah, there you go. France French, as I like mm-hmm, to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's there's uh, there's feminine and Masculine words. I yes. wonder what Amazon and Google are. Are they feminine? Are they masculine? Right into us on splitfocus at gmail.com with your answer First of all, that's not even the, the email. So you've already messed Split it Focus up. Podcast. <laughs> the email at that email. That's going to go somewhere random. Hey, just email us at splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com. There you okay? go. That's the correct We word. got it, Split baby.
0: Focus Podcast at gmail.com. Not just splitfocus at gmail.com. Split Focus Podcast at gmail.com. Wouldn't it be amazing if somebody listening to this podcast that wasn't Kenneth Statabauer? No offense to Kenneth Saddlebauer. I appreciate you, Ken, for writing into us every week. I love you. But it would be incredible if we had somebody not Kenneth who wrote into us as well as Kenneth. I would love that. I'm not taking Kenneth
1: for granted. I'm just being clear. Thank you, Kenneth. Kenneth has to write in every single week or else we end this podcast. Oh, my goodness. This podcast is just as much Ken's as it is ours. Well,
0: he does contribute. I stand by that. He's contributed. We talk about us contributing 30 hours of content. He's probably contributed based on us talking about the letters that he sends
1: into us. 80 hours of content. (laughs) It's
0: more. Yeah. It's It's somehow more. more. I don't know how it's possible, but he's done it. Yeah. He's done it, folks. Anyways, write into us please. With anything, really. Any comments, questions, corrections, please write into us. Speaking of corrections actually. Just to be clear to the, again the audience that doesn't listen to this regularly, every week we talk about corrections, things that we said in the past podcast that were potentially incorrect because we do care about having correct information on our show. Let's reach into the mailbag for a moment here, shall we? We ask our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections, as I just mentioned, by way of Twitter or by email to splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com. And Kenneth Staddlebar wrote into us once again, and he said, Dear connoisseurs of visual media, in hindsight, I should have sent my opinion prior to your last podcast so we could compare notes at the same time. That being said, about Citizen Kane. When I first saw the movie 40 years ago in film class, I thought it was a bloated, self-indulgent morality play that dragged on. My opinion in 2020 hasn't changed much. Cinematically, it was brilliant in parts. Lighting transitions, camera angles, and makeup were top-notch. Dialogue and acting got rather cringy, and it was too bloody long. The essential story is a boy pulled from poverty and raised in a life of riches. When he comes into his fortune, he spent it on his hobby, trying to turn a failing newspaper into a success. Instead, he ended up being one of the corrupt bourgeoisie that he once hated and lamented his innocent youth on his deathbed. Critics saying, quote, best movie of all time, unquote, are being ridiculous. Even padding that comment by saying greatest for its time period doesn't work when you consider it followed the 1938 Adventures of Robin Hood, Inglorious Technicolor, 1939's The Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind, Fantasia, Pinocchio, and Chaplin's masterpiece, The Great Dictator, in 1940. And it came out the same year as Dumbo and the Maltese Falcon in 1941. Each of these films were better in execution, and some of them blew Citizen Kane out of the water in cinematography, music score, and they even managed to sync the voices to characters. Mmm, one of my favorite things. As an aside, an overlooked example of a modern classic is 2011's The Artist, a mostly silent, black-and-white period picture set between 1927 and 1932. Looking forward to another distantly shared movie experience with the two of you. Each of you is brilliant and right, even when... You aren't saying the same thing. Signed, Kenneth. And a quote here. I would travel down to hell and wrestle a film away from the devil if it was necessary. A quote by director Werner Herzog.
1: Not to be confused with one of the Warner Brothers.
0: Werner Herzog is in The Mandalorian. Is he? He's a filmmaker, but he's also in The Mandalorian as the the guy who hires The Mandalorian initially. I can't remember the name of the character now, but he... Yeah, in in season one. He's got a really a line that I just remember so distinctly. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Bounty hunters are a curious profession, or something like that. Something along those lines. That was awful. That was awful, and the fact that I just forgot this just made this so much worse. That was the best thing ever. uh, Last week, we specifically talked about Citizen Kane. We hadn't seen the Citizen Kane uh, classic movie from 1941. Uh, Well-known, obviously, one of the... Best movies of all time, according to some. Directed by Orson Welles. And... I didn't like it. You didn't like it? No. I liked it. I thought it was awesome. That it was really good. And the more I think about it, the more I, I like it. Ken obviously doesn't like it either. Me and Ken. We're two in a pod. It's an interesting one. I was surprised. I read this and I was like, oh man, this guy really didn't like Citizen Kane that much. I, I do think it was really good. I, th- I still think it stands up today. I, I, I think about all of the beats of that story and the way that they did it non-linearly in terms of the, the plot. I think it's it's quite impressive. And I mm-hmm. uh, I would have to disagree with it being a bad movie or bloated necessarily. I feel like maybe hype kind of doesn't help certain things, you know? Well, yeah when You really hype. Like, for instance, people hyped up Avatar so much. Is Avatar a bad movie, in my opinion? Yes. No, it is not a bad movie. It's the movie. worst. It's just not a great movie like people seem to believe it was because there was a lot of Oscar buzz for it, for it potentially winning Best Picture that year. Thank goodness Hurt Locker won instead. But anyways, I just think that Citizen Kane is amazing. But you and didn't you're like entitled it. You disagree. To that you, disagree. you disagree. And I and I, I, do I uh, disagree. and I get
1: it. I get it. I love Dumbo. I used to watch Dumbo all the time when I was a baby, like a kid. It was my like favorite movie. Is, it'd be constantly playing. I don't know if I ever mentioned this on this podcast, but I would play it all the time.
0: I think you mentioned it a couple episodes yeah. ago. Do that I mean, dumbbell. it couldn't have
1: been off off this podcast because we don't talk on We don't podcasts, talk about this but... pod- podcast. We don't talk. Mm-hmm. Well, as always, we appreciate you rating into us, Kenneth. Love you, Ken. And I'm glad you agree with me. I'm glad me. I agree with you. And I'm glad that we're right and Simon's wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Simon. It's okay. You can like the movie. Another American pickle situation, if you know what I mean. The movies not great, but Simon still likes, and you know I have the right opinion. But you know we're not we're not gonna dive too deep into this one. Are you serious?
0: <laughs> How could this be another American Pickle situation? First of all, American Pickle is actually kind of well reviewed, and Citizen Kane is reviewed at hundred percent of Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, come on, guys, come on.
1: And it's hundred percent. Who's wrong in this situation? I'm not saying the it's critics, the greatest baby, movie of all time, the critics.
0: Though. I'm just saying it's a great movie. Yeah, I know. It's fine, man. Cool. Just saying. <laughs> Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. That's what the line is. The Werner Herzog line from The Mandalorian. Which is such a great line, and it's in the trailer, and I think it roped me in, I, I do think. he's he's such a He's got such a good role in that. I think he's known as the client. I don't think he's got a name. He also has a
1: really good voice, just in general.
0: He does, he does. <clears throat> he's not in that many movies, I would say, acting in them, as much as, I mean, potentially directing them. But anyway, hmm. he's a cool... He's a cool man,
1: that Werner Herzog.
0: But uh, moving on, what have you been watching, Adrian,
1: this week? So we talked about last week how we were gonna watch Mank. I unfortunately uh, couldn't get around to watching all of it. I watched a bit of it. I watched probably about forty minutes. Okay. Um, before I uh, just had to do some other stuff. And like from what I've seen, I I I think it's relatively interesting. I think. It's cool how it obviously pays homage to Citizen Kane in that forty-minute period, yeah, yeah, um, and like its cinematography style and how it how it just looks and sounds and everything. Already, I think it makes it a little bit more modernized. In, in in terms of like as opposed to citizen kane most notably when it bounces between time fl- lines it actually writes a caption that says like flashback in brackets and stuff well it's they similar get,
0: to how you would write a script yeah it's exactly how you yeah. use you know, um, title a, a screenplay like a, a, well in the in the heading of a flashback as an example
1: yeah and i was a little bit worried that it was going to be about a movie i didn't really like and quickly, I mean, it is. Well, it literally is. But at the same time, it's it's about a lot more. It's more so about the guy, like this character named Mank, uh, whatever his full name is. Mankiewicz. Mankiewicz. It's Herman Ma- Mankiewicz. Herman Mankiewicz, the Hermmeister. Um, so it's a little bit more about him himself and his writing process and trying, like, essentially getting to the point of him about to write, I guess, Orson Welles' um, script for. Citizen Kane. That's at least what I took from it. We only watched 40 minutes, so there yeah. might be more. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like that's exactly where you stopped. Like, he's just about to write the... the yeah, movie. like, I got
1: to... Like, you see, like, Amanda Seyfried, who who's in it, who I didn't realize was going to be in it. And, uh, I don't know, it just does things in... Mo- I mean, again, modern actors, I feel like they don't do that over-exaggerated acting. As uh, you mentioned, like one criticism of Citizen Kane last week. Out. Well, there's a
0: couple moments in Citizen Kane in which some of the actors seem to be acting. I think the lines are, are a little bit like put in there to explain the situation yeah. to an audience that's completely blind. Like so, they can't possibly know what you're talking about. Which again, it's like a show don't tell type of scenario mm-hmm. and they were definitely telling.
1: But yeah, so uh, I just found that Mank did a little bit of a better job. Again, I'm only about 40, may- maybe an hour in. I don't, I don't really know. But uh, I, was, I was kind of enjoying what I was seeing. It's a little bit boring, but it's kind of...
0: I didn't find it boring.
1: I watched the whole thing,
0: but I, I would like to leave my opinion for it for next week, because we may as well talk about it together instead of uh, talking about it half today, I suppose. Yeah, fair enough. So that's kind of what I was thinking. Cool. But uh, by the way, just so you're aware, you can watch Mank right now. It's on Netflix. It launched on Friday, December 4th. So you definitely can just jump in if you want to, you know, take part in the discussion in Some some capacity for for next week you can even write into us at splitfocuspodcast.gmail.com i just gonna say at, at the gate that i really like the movie mm-hmm. i think that david fincher is he's got like extremely an extremely tight directing style and he i think that he could win the oscar for this movie i think that is there's a, a good likelihood that i think theoretically he wins best director i just think that it, this is a really really good movie and i was i felt lost in it that's what i would say. But, yeah, let's talk about it next week. Cool, let's man. do that. Sounds like a plan. Cool.
1: Uh, have you watched anything else this week? I have indeed, actually. Oh. So, what did you watch? I I don't know if I mentioned last week, but I finished uh, watching Umbrella Academy with My Lover. Oh, okay, it's cool. It's just a movie that we were watching. Sorry, a TV show we were watching together, season two. It's great. I really re- like it. I highly recommend it. Okay, cool. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about Umbrella Academy um, later on in the show. As we get to the news. Indeed. Uh, so, My Lover and I, we had to... Start watching a new show. And I've heard very high praise of The Queen's Gambit Mm, on Netflix. It's a Netflix original limited series. Yes. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes with, I think, over 100 reviews, something crazy like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, it's... it's, So is being lit up on social media a little bit. It's fantastic. Got some memes going on. Dude, yeah. Like, this show is unbelievable. I'm not done. I'm literally on the last episode. I was going to watch it last night, but it was like 12.30 and I was just mentally exhausted um so just didn't get to get around to watching it but oh my goodness like it's crazy how how invested I am in a show about chess that I really know fairly little about like I played chess when I was younger here and there nothing crazy I was on the chess team in high school I I made it to whatever place in a tournament I don't really care but you know like I I enjoyed chess enough um but again not really into it and Anya Taylor-Joy she is the main actress. It's, she's essentially an orphan kid uh, who figures out at a very young age that she is a chess prodigy, that she just understands chess. And in her orphanage, she starts playing with the janitor um, because like she goes down into the basement to clean some uh, like chalk brushes or whatever, and sees the janitor playing, and then she starts playing with the janitor and gets really into it and it really just becomes the, you know one of the best players on earth at an incredibly young age. And it kind of follows her um, journey, you know, going through like chess tournaments and 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 doing all of that sort of stuff, uh, while still like kind of suffering from um, like alcoholism and drug addiction at a very young age, because she gets uh, her hands on like painkillers in the orphanage she's in, again at a super young age, and kind of persists throughout her life dude it is so fantastic it does it reminds me a little bit i saw a tweet just before watching it from uh i forget who exactly but said like this is this show is kind of like a live action anime the way it does like chess and the way like the dialogue happens and the way some characters act and i can kind of agree with that uh especially when the chess like portions are happening the way they're moving their pieces with such like you know uh I don't really know how to explain it. Uh, just just like moving their uh, p- uh, uh, pieces across the board so intensely, you know, the way they're making eye contact, the kind of like the an- uh, the camera angles, how they're talking about everything, how they there's people in the crowd watching them and like, "Oh my god, they're doing the Sicilian move, blah 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 blah." You know, just like there's like a bunch of explanation of what's going on and me just kind of watching it not understanding chess at all but loving every second of it and watching these like chess matches being like oh man what's going to happen like oh no like what are they doing here this is a crazy move uh it's kind of funny um like watching it and it is absolutely stellar it is probably one of the best things i've watched all year wow. um, like in terms of a tv show that's pretty that's uh, pretty high praise it's it's so well acted from all parties involved there's a couple uh, notable actors but anya taylor joy is definitely the most notable um what about the mandalorian oh no i think it blows mandalorian out of the water like wow. in terms of quality quality but they're very different shows to be fair i'm just well, i mean yeah i'm just more invested in queen's gambit oddly enough than yeah. mandalorian I, I love star wars and everything but i think uh just that sequel trilogy uh how it ended really let's make sure we add in a little bit of rise of skywalker wait, what is
0: it wait the sequel trilogy has nothing to do with. This. i
1: know but it still kind of soured my fl- taste of star wars like th- the ending of <laughs> <laughs> rise of skywalker i know it's it's different, it's separate, but it's still a little bit... It's fantastic. Like, like Mandalorian's phenomenal, don't get me wrong, but Queen's Game, it is just, like, on another level of television, uh, if, to, to, for lack of a better phrase. Like what level are we talking here? Just, like, Compared amazing. to another show. Just phenomenal. Just uh, top-tier TV. It's on the Leftovers
0: level of television? I would say it's
1: on uh, Leftovers level of television.
0: Leftovers I've, level of
1: television? Yeah, like Is it better than the Leftovers? Watchmen? Uh, no, probably not. Like I, I mean, I love Leftovers more. But I also got wow. thir- Are you 28 done this? episodes. Are you done this season? There's only It's only one season. you done? No, Queen's Game, but I'm on literally the last episode. Oh, you're on the last episode Yeah, it's now. only seven episodes. Oh, okay. And yeah, I watched the first six uh, throughout the week. And yeah, I'm just so heavily invested in all the characters in it and what's kind of going on. And uh, it's funny, but at the same time, you know, kind of sad. And you're just following this uh, young woman rise through these ranks of chess while also battling her addiction, which is really cool it takes place in the 60s so it's a pretty uh, neat period piece and how everything uh, goes on and um, it is a little bit weird at first because anya taylor joy uh when she starts or like when she's on screen for the first time she's technically only i think 12 or 13 which me just knowing that anya taylor joy is quite literally my age like she's like 26 or something like that it's just a little bit like wow um i can i can just see her as as her actual age if that makes sense hmm. and then You know the 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 tv show takes place over the course of many years um about like five or six years um so you kind of see her grow up um and they do a really good job with that um the makeup's really great uh kind of like citizen
0: kane the makeup in citizen kane to age up the actors like orson welles yeah yeah Uh,
1: that was one of the things i really liked about citizen kane (laughs) (laughs) again I, i don't hate that movie i just didn't like it all right um but it's something I highly recommend. My lover is like super invested in it when she came to the realization that we were on the last episode and that it's not coming back. She started to cry. She was pretty upset. Like, she was like, <laughs> are you serious? Like, I don't want to, uh, it's like, I don't want this to end. Like, she just wants it to keep going. So, uh, yeah, man, I highly, highly recommend it. It's some of the best stuff this year that I've watched easily. It's just very high praise, honestly. And obviously people are loving it. I think, again, yeah, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes with over 100 reviews. Uh, I think the audience score is like above 90 as well, so everyone's really loving it. I know there's, uh, you know, not, not necessarily like any controversy about it, but there are some people saying like this is unrealistic how like a woman would act. Like it's obviously being written by a male, like a man writing a woman, but I mean obviously I'm, I'm just a dude. I don't see it, but I guess I'm not a woman, so I don't really know. Uh, but to me it's uh, it's stellar. It's a masterpiece, and I really, really recommend it. I can't recommend it enough, honestly. Cool, man. Yeah. It's only about seven hours of your time, too. Cool. Yeah. What have you been watching,
0: Simon? Not too much. I watched Mank. That was the big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, My uh, girlfriend and I have watched, uh, we started watching Manhunt Unabomber with uh, Paul Bettany and Sam
1: Worthington. Mm-hmm. You're
0: well, really into avatar, these. Um, avatar fame.
1: You're really into these. He hasn't been in much recently. Anyway. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's so crazy. He does a great job in
0: this show. Though. Does he? Awesome! Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised because I don't think I've seen much of him in general. I can only other than Avatar. Yeah, literally. That's the only I I don't know where he's been it. in general, but he's he's great in this. He plays the basically the profiler taking down the Unabomber, which is a case. I feel like I don't know. I don't know if I know that much about true crime. I, I'm I not, not. I wasn't really into true crime. I Dude, just I was just about my to girlfriend say, likes these types of shows. You are on a true
1: crime kick.
0: A little bit, yeah. Well, yeah. cool. she likes these types of shows, and I keep suggesting them because there's they're something that she's going to end up liking. Like, I don't want to suggest something that she won't necessarily like. The next show I was going to suggest was Queen's Gambit, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. So I was going to do that anyway. And, uh, but we just kind of we, we planned to watch, she wanted to watch Ratchet. And so we watched Ratchet, and uh, I was okay with it. It's fine. It's a fine <laughs> show. It's okay. It just and the Manhunt Unibomber I, I find, is an improvement, like in terms of show quality like it's not even close to the same really it's a, a different genre but Manhunt Unabomber is cool like it's goes through the like the how they catch the Unabomber, how they're like doing linguistic analysis to be able to like catch him and Sam Worthington's character is pretty interesting like he's a unique person like he's not just your run of the mill dude so it's pretty cool Paul Bettany plays the Unabomber, and he does such a interesting job he uh he's frightening and he is clearly playing somebody extremely intelligent i just this show I, I like it a lot and i'm looking forward to seeing where they go with it there's another manhunt show as well There's a second season but it's again an anthology series so not only am i on a true crime kick but apparently i'm on an anthology series kick i guess because this is the second anthology series i've watched in a few months
1: so anyways is it on like a specific streaming service netflix man yeah is it a netflix original or, or is it just on there um i think it's just on there mm. uh, let me check manhunt unabomber premiered on discovery channel
0: yeah it was discovery that's right it was discovery so they have the second season out as well they launched this year i think if i recall correctly
1: Hmm. but that one's called deadly games i see so yeah season one was on discovery channel uh season two is on spectrum Ooh. whatever the french fry that is interesting Hmm. yes oh, deadly games it's about richard Jewell. didn't they just come out with a movie yeah richard Jewell. they did never watched it I heard, apparently it's pretty good it's i heard it centennial
0: olympic park bombing in this case that, so i'm looking forward to seeing that too um i don't know where i can watch that though because i didn't see if that was on netflix i'll have to take a look and catch it if it's there have you watched anything else this week adrian
1: um actually i just thought of something real quick oh uh i'm i'm like watching the last season new girl i think i mentioned this few weeks ago i just kind of fell off of it again and then now i'm just like trying to finish it off like whenever i'm just having a quick bite to eat the reason i want to bring this up is because the composer on new girl at least the vinyl season is ludwig Gor- uh, gorgens gorgens i can't even say his last name Gordonson Gorenson. Uh, okay i, I just had a stroke yeah i just thought that was an interesting. <laughs> the composer for the mandalorian yeah. and tenet yeah Tonight, Right. Tonight. Tonight. Cool. Is it a good score? Uh, yeah, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> like, it, it's not really at the forefront, but it, it's just something I, I noticed while uh, looking at the credits. I was like, oh, interesting. Very, very interesting. It's a great show, though. I really like it. It's kind of weird uh, watching it now, though, because uh, at some point uh, they talk about... Oh, I think the... I think the... Yeah, the last season takes place in, like, 2016 or something. Sorry, I just had a brain fart there. And it's about, like, the Trump presidency. Oh, okay. Well, th- not... A, there's literally one episode where... Um, like, one of the characters, he's a Republican, but, like, they, you know, he's just a Republican. He's just a Republican uh, dude. I don't know why I said that three times. Uh, and then, you know, he's the... A it, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Republican. He's a Republican. He's just a Republican uh, dude. And it's pretty funny, like, what they do with his... Uh, anyways, but Zoe Deschanel's character and the other woman in the show... Uh, it's really just Zoe Deschanel, though. She's like a you know staunch like Democrat. She's like no, like we need to vote for Hillary, blah blah blah. And uh, you know they make a little bet that if she can convert or, or make ten people vote, then he will vote for Hillary. He doesn't even care. He's like I'll, I'll do it, fine. If you can make ten people go vote
0: in general, just vote it, just in, in general. Doesn't no
1: matter what they vote. So for. she goes out and starts like I guess lobbying, not lobbying. You know when you go to door to door asking for people to vote, and they end up at this uh, frat house. Uh, sorry, not a frat house. The female version of a frat house oh you know what i mean i don't know what female frat house (laughs) they go there and you know they start partying with the girls and they all get drunk like all right let's go vote sorority sorority that's what it's called i did know what it is Um, look at me and they and they start like walking to the polls and then like all the girls at the sorority are like man i can't wait to vote them in (laughs) and then they realize that they're actually going to be voting republican so they just like run away Oh. And then the, the Republican dude, I'm not. I'm going too deep into this. Who cares? It's a good show. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to cut it there. Cool, man. But uh, yeah, it was kind of weird just watching it in a 2020 lens, knowing the outcome of that election. Right. And uh, I don't know, it was a little bit jarring because I feel like that final season came out in like 20, maybe it was 2016, actually. Hmm. Yeah. A little bit weird. Time flies. Yeah. I don't know why I dived so deep into that. I don't really care about it. I'm just kind of explaining the plot of the entire episode. Yeah, that's all about right. About the Trump. I
0: get it. It's fine. 2016 election. You got election. lost. You got a little lost. I got,
1: I got lost, and no one cares. No one cares. Cut it out.
0: I'm not cutting Cut it, out. it out. Cut I'm it all out. All out. I'm not cutting out. But I do want to get to the news, if I may. <sighs> oh, so okay. I'll do it then. Let's begin with a small collection of more focused stories that have been particularly pertinent this week. Number one, as reported by website Variety, Warner Brothers has officially decided to release its entire 2021 film slate simultaneously on both HBO Max and theatrically. This is a total of 17 movies, including the likes of Denis News Dune. The Matrix 4, DC's The Suicide Squad, the Lin-Manuel Miranda musical In the Heights, Judas and the Black Messiah, and MonsterVerse film Godzilla vs. Kong, among others. This move is in stark contrast to tradition, which dictates that films be released exclusively to theatres for at least 75 days prior to an online release. As theatre businesses struggle through this COVID-19 pandemic, this is arguably a move of great controversy. AMC Theatres CEO Adam Aron disagreed with the decision strongly when he argued that theaters are poised for a comeback in 2021 with the close arrival of an effective COVID-19 vaccine. Aron also said that, quote, Clearly, Warner Media intends to sacrifice a considerable portion of the profitability of its movie studio division and that of its production partners and filmmakers to subsidize its HBO Max startup. As for AMC, we will do all in our power... To ensure that Warner does not do so at our expense. We will aggressively pursue economic terms that preserve our business. We have already commenced an immediate and urgent dialogue with the leadership of Warner on this subject. Unquote. Hmm. In a truly unique strategy, each of the 17 films will only air on HBO Max for a total of 31 days before being removed from the streaming service to become theatrical exclusives. The first film to implement the new Warner Brothers release plan is director Patty Jenkins' DC film. Wonder Woman 1984 that is planned for both a theatrical and an HBO Max release on December 25th, 2020.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting move. I I I was like thinking about this whole releasing it on the streaming service for 30 days and then removing it thing, which I find very odd. It is odd. But I think it kind of makes sense. Does it to in terms of Warner to for people to just be like, "Oh yeah, I'll subscribe to this S- like as soon as the movie comes out." Right, And then they wait 30 days. Now the next movie's coming out. So it's like, okay, I guess I'll stay on. Because it's only going to be on for 30 days before it gets removed. As opposed to... Know, there's wait. also
0: 17 films, so you can kind of just keep people... Because there's more than obviously that many months. Yeah. Or yeah. less than that many months.
1: No, there's there's more months than that. There's more than 17 months. Yeah, In deb- fact,
0: there's 18. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, this is a new world. It's a new world we just made up.
1: Ooh, yeah. But yeah, I find it... Uh, it, it it's a weird thing to do in terms of that perspective but i don't know i kind of get it i don't agree with it but i kind of get it in terms of that like it'll just keep people on the service because now they have a reason to sign up within 30 days of a movie they want to watch you know what i mean as opposed to being like "Ah, i'll get around to it i don't really understand how does that keep them on the service though because so as an example like i don't know let's say all these movies are coming in they're just staying on the service you could just wait until the end of the year and then you just subscribe to the service and now you can watch all of them Oh, as opposed to being like forced like oh man i only have 30 days to watch this because i can't make it to the theater you have to
0: jump in before it expires exactly oh i understand so you just
1: keep on subscribing and they're they're literally coming out with a new movie every single month if not multiple movies every month right because there are actually 12 months exactly just just in case you lost (laughs) just in case we fooled you for a second yeah big idiot for Um, sure (laughs) so like in terms of that it kind of makes sense but it is still a weird move and i feel like it's almost like the like this is truly the beginning of the end are they going to continue doing this forever because it seems like if you're going in for a for pound, one year
0: you know what i mean mm-hmm. in for a penny in for a pound like you decided to do this with wonder woman amc literally literally by the way adam aaron there was another quote saying like hey we're good with this for wonder woman no problem i understand this is what you got to do because this year is messed up it's over this year is a disaster. And so it's fine. You release this on HBO Max, you release it in theaters simultaneously. I'm okay with it. But I'm not okay with a full year, 2021. And then they're claiming like this is a one off, just like Disney Plus, the Disney Plus Mulan situation. Come on. More like Poulon. But it's a full year. Why are you doing this for a full year? They're just weird. trying to create hype for HBO Max. It just seems like, it seems like it's a slap in the face against the theater exhibitors. You know what I mean? I agree. All the exhibitors are being like, slapped in the face when dune first of all we were in theaters to dune. watch tenet remember what it said at the end of the dune trailer only, only in, in theaters. theaters jinx lies lies and if this was a christopher a nolan face. movie would christopher nolan have allowed this probably not probably no. within his contract would not have happened i don't think you would have allowed this to happen obviously this is also tenant uh, tenet is a warner brothers movie so yeah it's it's worrying a little bit because again this is just Spelling doom to the theater business? Doom
1: to the theater business?
0: Doom. Doom. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. As in things don't look good. <laughs> not not sand hills,
1: okay? Uh, not sand hills. But,
0: but. It's just strange. Like What? So funny. <laughs> you gotta
1: admit, that was a pretty good one. You, sorry, I was away from the mic there. You gotta admit, that was a pretty good one.
0: Is it good, though, if you keep pointing it out how good it is? Yeah. It's, I think it's better if you don't keep pointing it out. That's what I think.
1: Fine, whatever. I'm never going to bring it up again. I'm just saying that's the worst joke now. Oh my gosh. I, I don't know. The audience I think can it makes it Spread right into us a split Focus
0: podcast at gmail.com. Tell us if Adrian's humor is it's a little it, bit All uh, it has to be is one word
1: best or worst. You, you don't even have to put context in yeah, the subject. Yeah, yeah. If you
0: don't want to write that much, no problem. Best or worst. We'll know what you're talking about.
1: There you go. It's like, buddy writes in best. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's <laughs> it, all we we're asking. You wouldn't for. have
0: written that, though. You would have written worse, worse because that would be true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is an odd situation i'm disappointed i'm not
1: angry i'm just disappointed you know what i mean no man i i i get it. it it is also kind of unfortunate that at least for us canadians it doesn't seem like we are going to get these not movies. yet there's no
0: there's no contract yet that'll happen
1: i hope so i think it will happen because like with wonder woman like we're not th- getting it on crave i think bell media they, they've
0: got their shit together lately They've been okay lately. I think that they'll get it. Like, well, how did they get American Pickle?
1: It's a pretty good movie. Like, how did they do it? But I don't think American Pickle went out to theaters, and it's not a good movie. They they managed to get this
0: starring, maybe the best thing that's ever launched on HBO Max. Maybe, maybe the best thing that will even launch between twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. Oh god, American Pickle. This is so wrong. He's so wrong. He's such a
1: big idiot. Stop whispering to the mic. I can't hear you over there. I can't hear you. That's the whole point, baby. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because they they have announced that Wonder Woman is not going to be on Crave, and it will stream on Crave after its theatrical run, which I guess is seventy five days. It seems. Oh, that sucks. So yeah, we're gonna have to wait because quite literally, no theaters are why open. How they
0: near do us. this? Why does this and happen now, every single time? So I had we're a buddy last in Canada. Yeah, what is the wrong? Why can't we just get it? Because nice point? guys
1: finish last, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's good. Thank you. I know that was best joke right there as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is this like a
0: Melania Trump reference as well? I'm is not, it? I don't know. Did yeah, she this say is something? best. Is oh, that I don't a thing that. she says? I never followed her. Th- that's best or something like that?
1: She, I barely know who she is. She's the first lady of the United States. Yeah.
0: Married to Donald Trump. Never heard of him. Not ringing a bell? No. She was quoted as saying that she really, really doesn't like Christmas stuff, but she had to put Christmas
1: decorations up in the White House for another two years. Wow. You don't recall this? No, never. I haven't heard of her. Okay. Not important to this. It's we're not. Talk, it's we're talking to about do movies, films, baby. And we're talking about films. TV sets. TV shows. TVs, miniseries, limited series. Microwaves. micro. No, wait one second. That's not on.
0: <laughs> microwaves. <here. laughs> you know what I'm referencing here? Got microwaves. I got <laughs> TVs.
1: Yeah, Ants in My Eyes Johnson. Ants right?
0: My Eyes Johnson, guys, from the hit show Bojack Horseman. Richter and Mortimer. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. It's From the Um, hit show Rick and Morty. What a great episode of Rick and Morty that is. We've never talked about Rick and Morty on this show. Not too much anyway. Interdimensional Cable. Is a really good episode. Yeah, both of them both episodes yeah I love them interdimensional cable and it's sequel yeah
1: anyways what was I talking about oh yeah so Time we're not gonna the get theaters. it at uh, so, yeah so we're gonna have to Incredible. wait 75 days I guess it seems for Wonder Woman to come out and in terms of movie theaters near us they're all closed even um, so I had a friend that reached out to me because he wanted to do a private screening at a theater because he's like at least we can you know support businesses so he reached out to Princess Cinemas okay, and they approved a private screening for 10 people and then just recently like uh, literally today he like texted me He's like, Actually, they're they're closing in the theater. Like they can't do private screenings oh, either. Okay. Because I think we're going back into gray in that region, which is not looking good. I, I assume. What is gray? Gray, gray. Yeah.
0: Speak to the context of our. Oh, sorry. Uh, fans in Texas. We're going here.
1: back into straight up lockdown. We're going back into straight up lockdown. We're in Canada. Yeah.
0: If that wasn't clear, I don't know how you would not have noticed that by now. But anyway, we're Canadian. Yeah. Anyways, we're not we're not going into lockdown. You're going to lockdown? No. In, in Waterloo region. Even York region didn't go into lockdown yet. They would have gone into lockdown now. They didn't. They're didn't way they? worse.
1: No, Peel? Oh, is Toronto and Peel really? Toronto regions- and Peel
0: still. They didn't do any other lockdowns than they made the announcement recently. Hmm? I'm not sure, man. Uh, the government's kind of uh, slacking. They're taking it easy. We talked about this before, like no half measures. I really do believe like you lock down one area, it's like 40 minute drive from the other area. People are just going to go to the other area to go to restaurants. It's true. Like, they're going to go to retail locations. There's literally people in my retail location on Black Friday and the week before. They were literally saying... Oh, I'm from Toronto. I'm like, okay, you're supposed to be in lockdown. Just stay home. Yeah. It's not that hard. You, you bitch. Plus there's curbside pickup at almost every place. So just they, just don't the it. they just don't understand it. They just don't
1: understand how curbside works. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how to use these phones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what the craziest thing about retail is in my mind? It's no. not that crazy. I, I feel like I'm, I'm exaggerating, but it's pretty crazy. What's the crazy? You open at a certain time. The... The, the time we work at a tech store, the two of us we worked at different locations at the same tech company. People don't check their phone to see what time the place opens. They come in. They always come to the door, the sliding doors. They come to the
1: doors. and <laughs> exactly. that. They make that what, face. Why aren't you open? They open, Put their they, hands in the air. And then they'll they'll occasionally put their hands up to the like up to the glass and, and see peek people through. And they're like
0: waving at you, like open the door. Like, like oh my no, god. No, that's not how it works. How have you come here when we're closed? It's crazy when there's days and days, like now is a little different because we're changing our hours a little bit more because of Black Friday. But why, why would you come here when it's the same hours it's been for like six months and you still don't check your phone to see when the hours are? The craziest thing Google is when you actually, changed. you let them in. Some sorry, of these people changes. Sometimes, yeah, it changes. We change, like the, the, the companies change the Google hours. Hours. Yeah, I don't, know. Open, I don't know why I can not say that. <laughs> it's all right. So the crazy thing, you have people lining up, and then they come in, and some people have said to me, it doesn't say that on Google. Oh, why didn't you open 20 minutes ago? It didn't, it, you, why wouldn't you open when I just got here? Because it says that your hours are, are that. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Where do you get this from? Plus, our hours are posted on the door. You think that instead of cupping your hands over the window and looking through to
1: see if there's anyone there. They, yeah, they just, just start licking the glass, you know? They're just, yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. licking the glass. They do that, you know, they like put their teeth to the window and start grinding it a little bit. They're just trying to break through slowly and it's like, yeah, wow, yeah. this is getting weird.
0: And then you start to wonder whether COVID has different
1: effects. Yeah, I know. Zombie apocalypse. Oh my goodness. It's upon us. It's upon us. COVID-23. It's in action. Oh my God. Songbird. I don't even know what that movie's about still. watch the trailer. I watched the trailer and I still don't understand. I was like, are are there like zombies? Because it seems like COVID twenty three is on a next level thing. Yeah, they get that. Why would you make a movie about this
0: now? I don't know. Let's not talk about it. It just pisses me off actually. But even like Grey's Anatomy. So Grey's Anatomy's they're making a the Grey's Anatomy season it seems like it's just about COVID. Do you really want to watch that? I don't know. The cool thing about Grey's Anatomy though, I guess, is that it does point out the fact that people the doctors and the nurses and and stuff, like it kind of points out what they're going through for people who don't maybe believe that COVID is still, you know, they they think it doesn't, isn't real. It's a hoax, baby. But like these hospitals are actually being overloaded and these nurses and doctors and, you know, respiratory therapists, they're kind of going through something. So I I can see that that may be a benefit there, but imagine like Judd Apatow making a a pandemic comedy. Like, what do you need this for? Anyways, we're getting a little sidetracked. The one thing I was going to say about the Warner Brothers choice to launch Hmm. simultaneously choice it is their choice yeah they're releasing theatrically and on hbo max simultaneously is that there's like a power dynamic that's really shifted in the in the way of the distributors in a way that's never been done before and they're they're all crossing these lines like all of these distributors are crossing these lines in different rates like disney plus crossed the line when they released mulan on disney plus and then hbo max is now crossing this line in the biggest way possible I had applauded specifically a couple episodes back Warner Brothers for not bending and still launching Tenet. Tenet, yeah, in theaters. They launched in theaters. They chose not to release they chose not to re- release sorry on a streaming service like HBO Max that like yeah. they could have. They also did the made Tenet. the choice for for Wonder Woman to release theatrically on, and on HBO Max, which was still arguably a good move because at, there's no way COVID's going to clear up by December 25th in most regions in and that's Canada what you think. or the United States. And now they're going like the full force. They decided like, again, in for a penny, in for a pound. They just decided to now be the worst company. They were they were one of the best. They were at the forefront. They were saying, hey, we appreciate the theatrical experience. This is very important to us. And now they're saying, screw the theaters. In my opinion, that's
1: what it feels like to me. Uh, that's, in- that's where I'm
0: going to leave this argument from on my end anyway.
1: Yeah, no, I find it interesting as well is that they didn't wait to see how Wonder Woman was going to do. I'm curious if they're already receiving like data oh, gonna do well. that people are already signing up for HBO Max for it just ahead of time. Maybe I'm curious if that's why they decided to pull the trigger now. Because you would assume that they would just wait, see how Wonder Woman does on HBO Max, and be like, oh, you know what? Maybe it's a good idea to do this for every movie coming out next year. Yeah. So that that's that's one of the interesting parts about this. True. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm excited for this. There's a few movies on this list where I'm just like, I want like I wouldn't want to watch this on the small screen first. Godzilla versus Kong is a main example, but also like Dune. Um, you know, I want to watch that on the big screen and stuff like uh, is that. Doom? Doom, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> See that best joke? Thank you because you referenced it again. Best. That's the how you know. Was, you're that's how, out that's how joke. you know it's a good joke is because you brought the issues, it up. You it's a running like, joke. Now it's a running joke. This is a funny joke. Funny. <laughs> this is a running. See that funny joke I just made? As Look as at me, long? I'm Adrian. That's what. You, uh, that's what was happening. Hey man, Whatever. <laughs> Right. you know it's a good joke all right
0: number two what as that- publication no. as publication know- stop talking okay Wait, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to do the news story i was about to say something what were you gonna say never mind don't worry you had about nothing it. to say and i know that for a fact
1: i was gonna say you know
0: that two rhymes with poo you just made that up just now there's no <laughs> way and if you didn't <laughs> i man that's awful number two as publication variety reports streaming service disney plus has built out its Hawkeye TV series cast after hiring the up-in-the-air actress Vera Fermiga, Better Call Saul actor Tony Dalton, Midsommar actress Florence Pugh, what? relative newcomer Alakwa Cox, Les Miserables actor Fra Fee, and Westworld actor Zahn McClarnon. The added cast members join Jeremy Renner, who will reprise his role as Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye, and Bumblebee actress Haley Steinfeld, who will star as Barton's protege Kate Bishop. Actor Vera Famiga has apparently been cast to play Kate Bishop's mother, Eleanor Bishop, while Tony Dalton is rumored to play Clint Barton's former mentor from the comics, Jacques Duquesne, aka Swordsman. Meanwhile, actress Florence Pugh is set to reprise her role as Yelena Belova from the standalone Black Widow movie. No premiere date has been announced for the Hawkeye TV series as of yet. Adrian Hawkeye news. Some Hawkeye
1: news. What do you think? This is uh, pretty cool, man. I don't know. I, I really like how they're going super deep into the um, like crossovers, like bringing in Florence Pugh.
0: Yeah. Into this. Belova. Bolo- what an interesting. Because
1: choice. I, yeah, the the director of that movie already like explained like this. Is, Black Widow is about passing the baton to a new. Black Widow, quote unquote, right? Yeah, uh, which is going to be Florence Pugh, who I uh, absolutely adore as an actress. She's a really good actress. She's so good, man. She is so freaking phenomenal in everything mm-hmm. I've seen her in. Um, Midsummer again is one of my favorite movies of last year. That was last year, right? Hard to keep track, man. Twenty twenty yeah,
0: is, is a year.
1: That you know movie was long this year. That movie was, it's long, dude. It's, Midsummer it's is at least three years. Directed by Ari Aster, who also made Hereditary.
0: Yeah, both good movies, but I, I do think *Midsommar* is more unique. Like it's it's a mm-hmm. movie experience that I'll never forget. That's that is exactly the way I'd describe I describe it. Because *Hereditary*, <laughs> I, agree. I feel like it's kind of hereditary in that like it's similar to other movies, like other horror movies. It's really good, and it's there's some shocking scenes in it that are just absolutely boring. again you can't really forget those either but I find it's that like it's still absolutely kind of, head busting it's more run of the mill than Midsummer. Midsummer is like it's almost surprising that it's the same director
1: and that it's it takes you a, it takes a it takes a turn where you never would expect it to go there you go yeah the words um, were
0: taken out of my mouth yeah it, it I yeah, couldn't say it's
1: mind boggling every
0: time I think of that about that movie there's just there's just scenes that just flash through my, <laughs> yeah, like, my oh, brain Jesus Christ
1: yeah anyways there's no Jesus here that's one of the lines in the movie I'm spoiling it <laughs> simon it's not a line in the movie i'm just pretending i'm just trying to trick people into thinking that it is a line in the movie
0: i can't hear you but the people can because you're speaking into the mic
1: oh sorry here I, it's not actually in the movie it's... i
0: don't think that's gonna help oh okay whatever you covered the mic with your hand like slightly <laughs> the mic is better than this
1: And, anyways but yeah this is a this is a cool cast of people um, I like Vera Farmiga in whatever I've seen her in. She's in Bates yeah. Motel as uh, is. Norman Bates' mother. Indeed. I
0: chose a different movie. I always chose a, a more obscure movie because I think it's more interesting. Yeah, I know.
1: It's weird that you it's chose fun that, that way. One. Well, yeah, what was that movie? <laughs> there was
0: one time I did, the, did one of the montage sequences and I chose the most obscure possible movie for one of the actors. It had nothing to do with the movie they were going to be
1: in. Yeah, I, I do that sometimes. It's fun. I'm glad you have a good time writing it. Oh, of course. As of long course. as it brings you joy, I'm on your side. Tony Dalton
0: is one of the highlights of the latest season of Better Call Saul. He may be the highlight of that season. He was also in the previous season as well. We're on season... The last season of Better Call Saul was six, right? Five. 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 So it was four and five. Specifically, Tony Dalton plays Lalo. Yeah, I yeah, I was about to be like, what's that guy's name? Lalo Salamanca. And he is quite the villain. And he's scary but also extremely charming and i'm very excited to see this actor in this role because i don't think i've seen him in that much to be honest
1: i can't think of a single other role he's had he's awesome in my opinion i think that he's really cool i know yeah he has a he has a charisma to him that uh you just like watching him on screen yeah it almost he almost kind of reminds me of Mads mickelson Mikkel- mickelson mickelson yeah mickelson you're not gonna fool um, me this time
0: mickelson yeah
1: Adrian McKelson, yeah. He reminds me of Mads McKelson in that uh, kind of like the Hannibal role where just a villain you love watching and that you're so like ingrained in what he does. Yeah. Um, Yeah, very great actor. Zon McLaren, McLarnan, sorry? McLarnan. McLarnan. He had an awesome role in Westworld. I really like him in Westworld. Oh, yeah.
0: One of the best episodes of Westworld is the one he he is basically the focus of. Yeah, that's season two, episode eight, something like that. Something like that. Season very 2. It's funny, like Season 1 I think is unquestionably better than Season 2 of Westworld. But once you get to that point, I don't know. That Season 2 is still a really, really amazing. It's fantastic. Of Westworld specifically, but that episode he's in might be the best of the series. I just think that they took that such an interesting direction. Season 2 is almost like a companion uh, season for Season 1 in a lot of ways. And that was an episode that kind of proved that mm-hmm. in some way i kind of wish the westworld season three was longer i just felt like they it felt rushed and it didn't feel like i don't know i still gotta watch I was, it i was i the more i think about it the more i feel a little bit worse about it that's too bad the charm of season one and two i feel like is lost a little bit in the way that it's mm. done i hope that whatever they're going to come up with for for season four
1: if they ever come out with a season four it was renewed but yeah 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 uh, well it's hard
0: to know it was renewed pre-pandemic yeah So I'm hoping that they come up with something cool. The the crazy thing is, again, Jonah Nolan and Lisa Joy, the powerhouse team behind Westworld, the creators of it in this case. Well, I guess creators of the TV series. I mean, there's been other iterations of Westworld before. But they're now busy making Fallout, the Fallout TV series for Amazon. Mm -hmm. So naturally, I don't know if they have that much time. But Oh, they're making something else as well.
1: They're also producing something else. It was with Denny Villeneuve, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, they're... uh... Some sh- TV show that he was it's making. It's a limited
0: series. Yeah. Yeah. That was another thing. That, we'll so see what we'll They're get. busy. They're yeah. Extremely busy. So I'm hoping that they do have the time to do Westworld Season 4 and that they can somehow get to close to what Season 2 was. I don't know if you can really get the Season 1 quality because that, I don't know, kind of seems to like come out of left field. Like I didn't expect it to be that amazing. I should have known better because I really liked the person of interest that Jonah Nolan had previously done. And Jonah Nolan creating something on hbo you just have more freedom to do what you want exactly as opposed to being a network television for like cbs for person of interest so
1: i have a question about this how do you feel uh about uh, Haley steinfeld steinfeld as an actress or do you think she like do you like her as an actress or are you excited for her to i know it's a parent but i, I, feel, like, I feel like she's probably gonna be Kate Bishop, right? It's not been fully confirmed. It has been fully confirmed. Oh, it has been. Just to
0: be clear, like, so I, I wrote this first, and then it turned out that a lot of the articles were saying, on um, Variety and Deadline, they were like, "Well, Kate Bishop, the actress who's going to play Kate Bishop, has not been fully confirmed." Or, or sorry, they weren't fully confirmed to have Haley Steinfeld join the show. Mm. But then I think when they announced all the other actresses, like or actors, like Vera Farmiga and Tony Dalton, joining the show, they they realized that I think they didn't mention that Haley Steinfeld was officially a part of the cast. And so they then went
1: back and officially said oh, she okay. was a part of the cast. So, so yeah, that, that was my confusion.
0: So she's definitely a part of the
1: cast. And how I mentioned that, that
0: she's Kate Bishop in this write up.
1: Yeah, no, I, I know. But how do you feel? about her as an actress. Like, do you like her? Yeah, I like her. You yeah, me like too. Her? No, no, oh, okay. I, I do. I was just curious. I thought you were going
0: to go off and say, she's the worst actress. No, no, no,
1: I think she's great. She's also a really good vocalist. Like, she she, she has a few bangers of songs. Oh, okay. That's actually where okay. I found her first. I, like, heard a couple of her songs. I was like, this song's groovy. And then I watched Edge of Seventeen, which I think was the first movie I saw her in. And, okay. I, and I adore that movie. My only disappointment in this is I feel like in uh, Avengers Endgame, although very little... It almost seemed like they were setting up Jeremy, uh, sorry, Hawkeye's, sorry, Clint's. You know who I'm talking Hawkeye about. Hawkeye is also Clint. Yeah, who is also Jeremy Renner. You <laughs> said all the names <laughs> of
0: the things that he could be.
1: But, uh, like, they, it almost seemed like they were setting up that his daughter would kind of take over as Hawkeye because, you know, he's training her, like, with the bone arrow. Yeah, good call. And she man. kind of disappears. That's really my only disappointment. I kind of wanted it to be like. Make it a family sort of thing. Like keep it within Maybe the family. Maybe you know what like it
0: is though? Like think about what happened. His family disappears. He's training his daughter. They die. He's now five years in the making trying to get them back. or really just on a revenge kick. To a bunch of people. Does he really want, now that his family is back, does he want his daughter in the line of fire at all? No. Yeah, that's true. It actually makes yeah, sense yeah, to yeah, go make the point. other direction. Like nah, No, no, no need for that. I can just train somebody else. That's a good point.
1: You know what? you know what, I kind of agree with you. I was a little bit disappointed thinking about that, but you do make a good point. It makes sense. That's why that's, I'm here. I, I hope they address that in the show, where he's like, no, I'm going to train this random girl who I don't love as much as you to take, on the, to take over the, the crown.
0: Was it rumored that he was specifically, that this show was also going to take place slightly within the the five years gap of when people disappeared as well? Um, because there's a lot like, there that's missing. Yeah, I'm I remember curious, reading like, a rumor, he's now using a sword. Which is so cool. He is cool. That was a cool scene in Endgame. Yeah, except for his haircut. I didn't mind his haircut. It's okay. His haircut's stupid.
1: <laughs> it's you, extravagant. You don't want to
0: have that haircut? I don't mind. Okay. Would you wear that haircut? Would I have head? it? Yeah. Whether I would have it or not
1: doesn't mean if it's going to be cool or not. Well, I mean... Maybe if I, I saw... can't pull
0: it off. Maybe I can't pull it off. If do you think I can nice pull it off?
1: No, because it's a bad haircut, Simon. Plus, Jeremy Nobody Brothers' can... face <laughs> is kind of
0: more rounded and squared. My face is very elongated. If I added that extra fluff on my hair, it'd be, I'd look like a buffoon you think just imagine it, imagine yeah, it right? yeah i guess you would
1: look like a buffoon thank you See, yeah. that's
0: exactly why i can't pull it off but jeremy renner though i feel like he pulled it off that's Fair what i'm enough. thinking
1: i don't like that haircut okay. but that's not important it doesn't it doesn't take away from how cool he is no he was cool i feel like they had to give him that haircut because then he'd be the coolest character in the movie you know you gotta you gotta get, <laughs> oh you gotta turn him down yeah you gotta you gotta knock him down a few pegs sure sure we can't have hawkeye being the coolest character in this movie we have him the stupidest haircut possible yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, i don't know i didn't mind sense it makes sense, it makes sense actually circuit.
1: look at us making sense of so many things look at us look at us look at who us. who would have thought not me is that the line yeah it is oh, okay it is
0: yeah no i i do like uh i do like Haley steinfeld the first time i saw Haley steinfeld was in the movie true grit with oh, matt damon yeah. and she josh trolling the coen brothers yeah baby western i'm excited for hawkeye i'm excited for it me too me too. I'm I'm super damn for this. I just feel like these these shows from Disney Plus are taking forever. I know. I think I that know. they're starting to ramp up these shows a lot faster now.
1: But I still think like, what are you waiting for? It's only really the Mandalorian. Yeah, we've got two seasons of. Man- I but know they, there's been. How do we stuff, have one like season High School, of the Mandalorian, Mandalorian the musical, and they didn't even start producing Hawkeye yet? I don't know, man. Seems a know. little weird. Yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm, honestly, like the entire slate of those DC... Sorry, DC. Jesus Christ, I'm an idiot. I'm so sorry I failed you. I made a mistake. The entire slate of the mar- We started
0: this show with mistakes like right off the bat that were so bad that anyone listening probably has already dropped
1: off. This is arguably the worst episode we've ever had.
0: <laughs> Whereas that other episode was that episode six was maybe the best the episode. The best episode I've ever had. we just we never aired it. We never it, aired it, it though crashed. because it the computer crashed. That was a, a devastating moment. Yeah. That was devastating. It was
1: because that was the best episode and we had to record it again. Of any podcast ever.
0: Man, man. What a day. What a day that was. That was yeah. like your birthday as well. I think you recorded that. You were gracious enough to record that episode on your birthday.
1: Yeah, my and birthday now, morning.
0: And you know, we're following it up, what is that, uh, 17 episodes later with the worst episode of all time. Yeah, I'm sorry. Worst podcast episode of all time. Yeah, that,
1: we, we can't, we, we gotta have both, you know? Maybe we gotta, that's the
0: title of this episode, just to make it as clear as
1: possible. This
0: is Who the, wants to watch this? This is the worst damn podcast episode of all time.
1: I feel like... That's advertising. Yeah, that's I, how you advertise. Honestly, I would probably click on if I saw that. Like the worst podcast of all time, I gotta hear this. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm <You> just going <laughs>
0: jump in. Yeah, <laughs> I want to know what that sounds like. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've watched the room.
1: Yeah. I, so I, I mean, I know what worst looks like. You know what I mean? Well, it's nice. We already have the name for this episode. We don't have to. We don't have to talk about it. How crazy is the room? It's a great movie.
0: It's a. It's such a delightful movie to watch, though, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's just yeah. crazy. Anyway, let's get to number three. We're really delayed here. Let's do it. You ready? Yes, I am now. Oh, you said yes. Number Not... three. Ah, oh, damn it. It's too late. It's too late you said yes. Number three. As followed by Variety, Canadian Juno, Inception, and Umbrella Academy actor Elliot Page has recently revealed that he is transgender. Writing directly to fans on social media, he said, quote, Hi friends, I want to share with you that I am trans. My pronouns are he, they, and my name is Elliot. I feel lucky to be writing this, to be here, to have arrived at this place in my life. I feel overwhelming gratitude for the incredible people who have supported me along this journey. I can't begin to express how remarkable it feels to finally love who I am enough to pursue my authentic self. I've been endlessly inspired by so many in the trans community. Thank you for your courage, your generosity, and ceaselessly working to make this world a more inclusive and compassionate place. I will offer whatever support I can and continue to strive for a more loving and equal society." Elliot's revelation, sparked some to question whether Netflix might recast his cisgendered woman Umbrella Academy character, Vanya Hargreaves. But Netflix quickly fired back on the speculation to clarify that Elliot Page would definitely continue to play his character in the recently renewed season three of the very popular TV series. Netflix also swiftly took a proper step further by adjusting the Netflix metadata to properly represent Elliot Page in the credits throughout the streaming service. Adrian, what do you think about this? You watched the Umbrella Academy? I do watch the or I did. I'm also a fan of Elliot Page. Me too. I think that everything he's in is amazing.
1: Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a stellar actor, and honestly, uh, g- uh, good for him. I'm, it's awesome that you can come out and tell the world who you truly are. I don't want to dive too deep into this because, at the end of the day, I'm like, cool. Like, good for you. Like, I'm happy for you that you can come out and be who you are. All the people online that are just ripping him apart and just being like assholes about it. Seems, it. I think the majority, the vast majority, is positive. I, I definitely agree, but there's you still have your like Ben Shapiro's and your Ian Miles Chungs and all these fucks Online that are just Ben Shapiro was saying something negative? Yeah, he's going. He always does. He's going. At, he's well, he's a staunch like Jewish person, so you know, like very like he's friends with Dave Rubin, who's really annoying now these days. Uh, but he, he's a gay man, and he literally didn't go to his wedding. Like they're they're really good friends and didn't go to his wedding because it's a gay wedding. But anyways, like you know, Ben. Sorry, Shapiro, who is gay? D- Dave Rubin, Dave Rubin. Yeah.
0: who didn't go to his Dave Rubin Ben, ben Rubin Shapiro didn't go to his
1: own wedding no Ben Shapiro didn't go to Dave Rubin's wedding oh so that was confusing anyways he's, he's very like like stuck in his ways which is fine at least he's consistent but yeah. he like went out of his way when this happened and like wrote like a super lame like post just being like not cool about it I, I, I don't really want to say it it's because it, yeah don't it give really it any don't give out. it any uh, but you know there's just people being assholes about it and, and and honestly at the end of the day it's like fuck off why do you care so much and if you are, you know, the type of person that is kind of upset about anything about that, or is transphobic, I'm not gonna say like you're a bad person, but are you a good person? Like you, you should, you gotta think about it. Even if you don't agree with it, yeah. Why do you care? It's not your life. Let people be who they are and let them be happy. Like it's not your business. I just kind of want to get that out of the way. Is that fair? Is that fair? Do sure. You agree? Sure, man. Is, is that okay to say? Yeah. Because I think, I think it's yeah. I just, I just think that, and it, it really bums me out that there are people that are just against it in the first place. Who cares? It's not your life. On the topic of Umbrella Academy, this is kind of why I wanted to talk about this story. Yeah. I'm curious if they're going to work this into the plot line. Like if they're going to yeah, make Vanya transition in the show. Well, is um, there any the reason why I want to bring this up is okay. because uh, Vanya's character in uh, Umbrella Academy like the comic series is not homosexual. Oh, okay. And in the first season, she's not homosexual. However, in the second season, they kind of open her up to make her seem like, oh, maybe she's bi. And, you know, she does have a relationship with the woman. And oh, okay. um, Elliot Page defined themselves as a homosexual before. They they came out as transitioning. Or, yeah, yeah, as, yeah. as they transition. And they worked that, I guess, into the plotline of Umbrella Academy. So I'm curious if they're going to work that into Umbrella Academy season three. Yeah, I, it'd be interesting. It'd be cool... To see that honestly because i feel like it was very don't... very positive by the way which i is awesome, I, like that dude.
0: was in that story but they netflix specifically came out in support of elliot page which is awesome in pretty quick fashion i think that that's the best thing about it is it was very fast and there was no question in their minds there was they try to like squash any kind of concept that we're going to recast this role which is really good and that that's the best way you could possibly yeah do of that. course. And so I'm impressed with Netflix on this
1: one. Me too. It's, it's a good one. It's a feel good sort of story. And it's nice to see like this big corporation immediately supporting someone in something that is definitely, I imagine, hard to do. Like obviously I don't understand. Yeah. Like I, I I'm never gonna experience something like that. And it's really cool that uh, Elliot Page can come out and say that and it's cool that they they have the backing of a huge corporation like Netflix and even doing the small things like just putting Elliot Page as the actor's name in in Umbrella Academy just switching little things like that goes a long way
0: not just Umbrella Umbrella Academy on all of their movies you look up actually if you search in Netflix in the search bar Elliot Page all the movies come up that's awesome so it's like it's already switched in the metadata I think when I first saw this story they were saying they were in the process of doing it but by the time I had written it it was it was done yeah it's pretty cool it's neat like that's the that's the best way to be as inclusive as possible and just really just accept accept it quickly without any kind of nonsense. I like that kind of decisive action in general. I agree. No half measures. Yeah, no half measures. Yeah. It was, yeah, it's awesome that they did this. And again, shutting down anybody thinking that they're going to recast the role
1: is fantastic. It, it will be interesting to see if they
0: have the character become trans. Yeah,
1: I, I'd be... I, I'm going to see that. I've, again, we just don't see anything like that in TV anyways. And I don't know. Maybe this is almost like ignorant of me to say... To be like, oh, like, you know, Elliot Page has transitioned into who they are, and like, now their character has to. But I don't know. I would like to see something like that. But
0: yeah, they don't have to. Yeah,
1: they, they definitely don't have to. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I, I'm, I'm excited for Umbrella Academy season three. Like I said, I really like I kind of want to jump
0: seasons. into Umbrella Academy. I, you should you watch keep it. talking so highly of it. I really feel like I maybe should jump in. I really enjoyed it, man. I'm tempted, but Queen's Gambit definitely is high up on the list. They'd and watch Honestly, yeah. to be honest, Raised by Wolves. Oh, We that's, just completely didn't acknowledge no, last No, I'm episode. watching that next. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm interested in seeing Raised, Raised by Wolves. Just to be clear, Oliver, if you're listening to this episode, we are going to watch Raised by Wolves. We ignored it last episode, but uh, it's been a busy time.
1: I it's, think... It's been a very busy time for it us. It has been. Like, PS5 came out, but then our work is, like, slammed. Yeah. We're pretty exhausted. But no, Raised by Wolves is actually something I'm going to watch right after Queen's Gambit. I want to see if my lover's gonna watch it with me. I'm gonna watch the first episode and see how she likes it. and if she doesn't I'm just gonna watch it on my own.
0: Oliver the, the the gentleman who wrote into us Oliver August, he wrote in talking about how well the first episode runs like how mm-hmm. how, like how it almost, sets everything up. Yeah I know, I think he was kind of describing it as a, almost like a you know beginning middle and end like it actually runs from start to finish like a little mini movie. I think that that's the way that he described it if mm-hmm. I recall. So that's kind of exciting too. So if she doesn't like that episode, you probably won't like the show. Yeah, which is kind so of nice. That's actually Fargo season one, the first episode of Fargo season one. If you don't like that episode of Fargo, I feel like you're not gonna like the rest of the show. Oh, definitely not. That I episode that is one of the best first episodes I've probably seen of a show ever. I agree. It completely. It ropes you in completely. It's it's so exciting, but not necessarily the whole time. It just it sets you up with the tone. It does some really interesting stuff. It's a really cool crime drama show. Fargo is another season show four that I need ended. to watch. Season what four I literally just ended. Yeah, we should probably watch that.
1: Damn, as well. Do I Lots want to watch, to watch, that watch Raised by Wolves?
0: Do I want it? Okay, well, We're gonna see Raised by Wolves. We'll talk about it when we yeah. watch
1: it. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if my lover wants to watch Raised by Wolves with me. If she doesn't, then I'll just finish Raised by Wolves before jumping into Season Four of Fargo. But if right. she does, then I'm gonna just jump into Season Four of Fargo and watch that by myself. Cool, man. Cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Super cool. Now on to the montage, a sequence of our show in which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories, as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number 1. As announced by actor Ryan Reynolds himself via Instagram, shooting has begun on the Sean Levy-directed film The Adam Project, in which Ryan Reynolds plays a character that travels through time and meets himself as a young boy. The Adam Project is also set to star Mark Ruffalo, Zoe Saldana, and Jennifer Garner. I'm
1: really curious how Mark Ruffalo, Zoe Saldana, and Jennifer Garner are going to play different versions of Ryan Reynolds. What? I don't think that's that's happening.
0: Number two! According to publication deadline, Dune actor Oscar Isaac has been cast as the super spy Solid Snake in Sony's film adaptation of the action-adventure video game series Metal Gear Solid, created by famed game designer Hideo Kojima.
1: Ooh, interesting video game movies i'm actually curious about this one i'm not even joking oscar isaac being cast in everything always every movie ever he's every character in every single movie you just haven't realized it
0: have you ever seen that facebook page in which Nicolas cage plays every single character his, his oh, picture is yeah, deep fake.
1: imposed it was
0: before deep fake they oh, just basically it? superimpose this photo on on every character and every movie so like in lord of the rings fellowship of the ring he's playing gandalf he's playing frodo he's playing
1: multiple characters. i've definitely seen like clips of different movies with nicholas cage on it uh <laughs> the most notable oh, one man. is the titanic scene where he's both jack and rose and they're, they're oh my the- goodness <laughs> They're on, like, the, you know, I'm the king of the world (laughs) of the And it's it's jarring, to say the least.
0: Moving on. Number three. As reported by Deadline, the currently airing third season of channel Disney XD's animated reboot of DuckTales will be its final season. Oh, no.
1: Duck. Stales. More like Duck Stales, because it's, uh, Ah, cut that out as well. More like Duck Fails. That would have been better. Yeah, Duck Fails. I'm going to keep that one in. Keep that
0: in. Number four. As noted by publication The Hollywood Reporter, Wonder Woman actress Gal Gadot has been cast as the lead in the new spy thriller, Heart of Stone, to be directed by Aeronauts director Tom Harper. Heart of Stone is meant to kickstart a film series in the same league as the Mission Impossible and 007 action film
1: franchises. I hope it's more like Mission Impossible than it is 007, and that's because I like Mission Impossible more than the one 007 movie I've watched.
0: I think that would ever that would just be clear on its, on its own. I don't know if you had to say the last part. Number five, as reported by Variety, AMC TV series Fear of the Walking Dead has been renewed
1: for a seventh season. I'm part of the problem. You know, I hate watch seasons four and five. Am I gonna watch season six? Probably. What am I doing? Why am I like this? Why am I like this?
0: Number six, as Deadline reports, Twister actress Helen Hunt is set to star in the Stars Network's TV series sequel to the 2018 David Diggs and Rafael Casal
1: film Blind Spotting. I am so curious about this. I love blind spotting the movie. I'm very, very curious about how this show is gonna go. They released a picture of the cast. You know who's there? David Diggs and Rafael Casal. They're on it, they're in it, they're gonna be in the show.
0: Number seven, according to Variety, Gotham actress Jada Pinkett Smith has been cast in the Netflix-produced film Red Zone that is set to chart the true story of Tia Maggie, a single mother who takes care of and houses 17 boys from her own child's football team who find solace in her home after the death of their teammate. I wonder if she's gonna get into an entanglement with one of her son's friends. That's a really weird thing to say. Number eight. As reported by Deadline, Vivarium actress Imogen Poots has been cast in Amazon Prime Video's Western TV series, Outer Range, that will also star Josh Brolin in the leading role.
1: I haven't even heard of this.
0: Number nine. As reported by Variety, Parks and Recreation actress Aubrey Plaza has been cast alongside actor Jason Statham in director Guy Ritchie's next spy thriller. This particular film was previously set to be called Five Eyes, but now
1: is reportedly once again untitled. I wish they made a sequel to Man From U.N.C.L.E. I really like that movie. With Henry Cavill, Army Hammer, Alicia Vikander. It's a great movie. Directed by Guy Ritchie. Yeah, exactly. It's a spy thriller as well.
0: Number 10. According to Deadline, Game of Thrones star Peter Dinklage has been cast in the reboot of the 1984 action comedy superhero
1: film series, Toxic Avenger. Oh my goodness. Is this tied to the Avengers? Probably not. I don't know. I actually don't know. I actually don't know anything about Toxic Avenger. Quite literally. If you know something, please write into to splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com and let me know. Because I, I'm not going to do the research.
0: I am certain Kenneth Saddlebauer will do so. And that concludes the montage.
1: Another great sound you edited. And I feel like I haven't uh, mentioned it the past few shows. I feel like you've just been slacking on those sound editings the last few shows. But I heard it this time. That was a great montage, Simon. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for your insights. As always, they were insightful. Oh, that's what I try to make, make
0: them. Oh, okay. You yeah. made your insights insightful. That's that's, uh, that's fantastic. Isn't that the purpose of an insight? It is. It mm. is. Interesting. This truly is the worst episode
1: of a podcast in history. Yes. Yes, it is. And you're still listening, apparently. Yeah, thank you for Thank you, listener, so. for
0: listening. Wow, it's incredible. Well, you really what? stuck it out.
1: I, mean, I appreciate it. Yeah, and you know what I have for these listeners that made it this far? What? I... I you got, don't have anything. I got new releases
0: oh, for Oh, them. you do. You do. Mm. You have new releases for them.
1: Yeah, baby. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, I'm going to make this quick. I want to get through this fast. Ooh, this is a short boy. episode. Maybe that's why it's the worst one. It's going to be a shorter one. Is it going to be? I don't know. We're almost done, aren't we? Maybe. We'll find out. I guess we're going to find out. When I scroll down on these notes. What is the first movie releasing this week, Adrian? Well, Simon, it's a movie coming out on December 8th. It's called Emis- Emisada Elo. It's all for yesterday. I don't think I pronounced any of that right. It's coming out on Netflix as a Netflix original film. It's about a Brazilian activist and rapper, Emicida. Emicida. Emakida? Doesn't matter. I mean it matters to him. I shouldn't say that. Anyways, write a split focus podcast at gmail.com to let me know how I pronounce this guy's name. Write <laughs> oh it out phonetically. My oh my god. <laughs> and he celebrates the legacy of Brazilian black culture in this doc. You mentor. <laughs> He wrote Doc here. <laughs> In this document. <laughs> In this document. The next movie coming out is actually coming out on December the 9th, which is the following day. That's news. That is news releases for you. Oh my uh, god! It's a movie called Rose Island. It's a Netflix original, another one. Oh, so many Netflix originals. Uh, it's about a dude who builds an island off the coast of Italy and claims it as an independent nation. Whoa. And it kind of goes from there. Interesting. He's an engineer. Hmm. The next movies and the only rest of the movies coming out for the rest of this week, apparently, is all coming out two days following December 9th on December the 11th.
0: Oh, my goodness. They skipped number... Ten. Ten. Yeah. Tenet. What does that have to do with this? Nothing.
1: (laughs) The first movie coming out is a movie called Canvas, another Netflix original movie It's an animated movie about a grandfather who loses his wife and rediscovers his love of painting with the help of his family.
0: Exciting. That sounds really exciting. It kind of does, actually. It looks cute. It it sounds almost more exciting than Mission Impossible Fallout.
1: Extremely, extremely, extremely related movie. Very different. What's the next movie, Adrian? Giving Voice. It's another Netflix original film. Oh. It's six student actors auditioned to some competition in hopes of getting to Broadway. Ooh. Do they get there within the movie? I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. Oh. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called The Prom, it's another Netflix original movie. And it's a musical comedy with a pretty all-star cast.
0: This one I've seen advertisements for. It yeah. looks pretty extravagant.
1: Meryl Streep's in this. She is. She's nuts. Yes. Meryl Streep. What a legend. I think she's overrated.
0: <laughs> what?
1: I don't actually think she's overrated. <laughs> Why would you say this? She's fantastic. She's pretty fantastic. And she's amazing. Just a little bit overrated. The next movie that's coming what out the heck? is that... <laughs> Why is she overrated? <laughs> she's not overrated. I was making a reference. She's
0: won so many Oscars.
1: I was making a reference. To oh, you. okay. Oh, yeah. You yeah. obviously didn't understand that reference. I didn't.
0: I couldn't remember if that was a reference that you had made, like you'd said in a previous podcast, or was it an episode, like an episode of a show or a, a movie? It's a show, isn't it?
1: No, it's uh, the president of the United States. Oh, jeez. Yeah.
0: Oh, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. Oh, damn. I'd understand why you'd mix up something I would say. For It was after the award show say.
0: when Meryl Streep was on stage.
1: Wasn't it before?
0: I think she had made the speech and she talked badly about Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, and then and he's then he, like, she's overrated. She's actually overrated, which and then, is the most ridiculous thing you could possibly yeah. say.
1: And then at the next Oscars, they made fun of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is an odd. That was an odd situation. But he
0: is a bit of an odd man. Yeah. I mean, he may not be an odd man. I mean, if you like him, we like him.
1: Yeah. I'm a big fan of the guy. If you are a big fan of the guy, unless you're not a big fan of the guy, which I am then not a fan of the guy. Exactly. I voted for you who you voted for. Exactly. I'm I'm not in your country. I did a mail-in ballot for whoever you voted for. What Adrian said, listener. Exactly Mm. what he said. And guess what else I'm going to say? What are you going to say? Arch Enemy is the next movie on my list. And it's confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com. And the Apple TV app. It's a video on demand movie. It's about a teen who meets Joe Manganiello who claims he lost his superpowers after coming from a different dimension and then they fight crime.
0: Excellent. <laughs> yeah, <that> looks stupid. <laughs> uh, next, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. It seems a little bit duller though than um, Justice League? Rose Island. Rose Island looks cool. <laughs> no, Rose Island. Sorry, Canvas. Canvas.
1: Oh. Canvas. I can't tell. You don't You don't think you would like that movie? Canvas? Yeah.
0: I have no idea based on your descriptions if I'd like any of these movies. What are you they're talking They're the of? most bare bones descriptions
1: and oftentimes
0: they have horses in them. <laughs> I still like the descriptions. They're entertaining, but I, I don't know
1: sometimes what they're about. I would argue that this is the best part of the show because I write most of it. Oh. Oh, dear. Wow. The no, other part's it's... informative.
0: We're trying to get to the, you know... What's the news? What's the news, Adrian?
1: Uh, oh, like the news releases for you? Farewell, amore. Oh, my God. Is the next movie coming we're out? We're barely having a conversation. Yeah, honestly, I wasn't paying attention.
0: <laughs> I know, you looked at your watch while we're, while we're filming. I was
1: looking at the time, because I'm while so While we're bored, filming with the camera. Because I'm so bored of this. I was looking at the time. Apparently. Because, again, this is the worst podcast ever created, ever. Even you were bored. Yeah. Adrian. Farewell Amores, the next movie on this list. It's confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.theifanembers.com, and Apple TV. It's releasing on video on demand, and it's currently sitting at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes at 18 reviews. It's about a woman and her daughter who reunite with her husband after 17 years of exile. Incredible. And they bond through dance. What? Yeah. Wow, didn't see that coming. Me neither, because I haven't watched it. Okay. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called Wander Darkly. This is confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com, and Trailer, and Movie Insider. So apparently this movie is an Apple TV Plus movie, according to Movie Insider, which is weird because I can't find it anywhere else. I can't find it to stream anywhere or to buy anywhere, but this is confirmed by three sources that it's coming out that day. And Movie Insider is the only one that's saying that it's coming out to Apple TV doesn't Apple TV say it? So I checked the Apple TV app. There's no search results. And I'm curious, can you not find a movie if it's not releasing on the Apple TV service yet? Yeah, they advertised it beforehand. Like Greyhound, before it came out, they advertised it. You could find it and be like, coming out this day? Yeah. Okay, then maybe this movie's not coming out that day. But it's confirmed by three different sources.
0: It's supposed to come out on Apple TV+. Plus.
1: Apparently. According to Movie Insider. That's the only source that it said that that's when it's coming out. The other sources the trailer and the most reliable source on the internet m.theavenumber.com both confirmed that it was releasing on december 11th
0: what a strange situation
1: i agree however this movie is not strange because it's just about new parents who are dealing with a strained relationship until they get into a car accident and then can travel then and then they can travel through time they can travel they can they can travel through time all right man i made a slip up and now you're ruining it and they can travel through time and view their pasts or something like that Diego Luna is in this.
0: Yeah, apparently he was submitted for an actor award, a best actor award for this.
1: At the, the Academy, Awards. Academy, like, Academy I think they Awards? tried to
0: submit him for, or they're planning on submitting him for a best actor award. That's hmm. what I read somewhere. Hmm, I think it was see. on Variety, the website Variety.
1: We didn't mention this, but uh, they did announce that the and Andor series is officially underway. Production has officially begun. It began? Yeah. Oh, interesting. They, I think they announced it today or yesterday
0: yeah i don't Which know about mean, that anymore because it's not it's no longer the same creator like he's not as involved i think he's still a showrunner but he's not directing a lot of it yeah so i'm a little concerned it was the dude tony gilroy from rogue one we talked about this before yeah so i, I don't know I'm, I'm a little on the fence with that show i hope it's great yeah I'm i not. do like diego luna She's yeah i don't really great. care about
1: it like we've already had this conversation <laughs> maybe i'll watch maybe i won't who knows if it's good i'll watch it if it's not i won't the next movie that's coming out is the stand in This is confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, mthei and the trailer itself. This is a video-on-demand movie, but not on the Apple TV app. I don't know where we can get this, though.
0: I see. I have
1: no idea. But again, this was also confirmed by Movie Insider to be releasing on on that day. Understood. This is about Drew Barrymore. She plays an actor actress that fell from grace and then is forced to uh, rehab for a year by a judge, but then she gets let out early because she's been a good person. Uh, However, when she releases from this rehab facilitation, guess what she finds? She finds someone. I'm not even going to let you guess. She finds someone has taken her identity. No way. Yeah. Are you joking? No, that's actually the plot of this movie. Are you going to watch it? No. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe one day. Okay, sounds good. The next movie that's coming out is I'm Your Woman. This is an Amazon Prime movie. It's releasing there on the 11th. It's a woman and her baby are on the run after her husband betrays his crime bros. I don't know how the baby's going to be running, though. It's a baby. It's weird. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called Parallel. This is confirmed by Movie Insider and the Apple TV application. It is a video-on-demand uh, movie. A few friends find a mirror that allows them to access the multiverse. However, bringing that knowledge they learn, has bringing the knowledge over from that multiverse... <laughs> you, couldn't be cool. some... <laughs> you couldn't be more obviously reading. There, as, there, there as wouldn't some, be a way to more obviously reading this. Has some unexpected consequences in their world. The The poster for this looks so generic. It's like two guys holding a gun with like a strike through it, which like makes it look like, oh, multiverse, multi, two sides. I don't know. It doesn't I don't really care about this. And then the final movie that's coming out is a Disney Plus original movie. It's about a dude who puts his football scholarship on the line to take custody of his... 11 year old brother. What happened to the parents? I don't know. What's the movie called? Safety, did I not say it? No. Oh, Safety. It's called Safety. Excuse you. Hm? I didn't sneeze. Safety. Is that Does that sound like a sneeze? No, but it's something you say often. What? Like, oh, because I fart. I was, I was trying to go through an entire... I mean, only when you're making this podcast. Yeah.
0: It's, it's the edited outbits. I, I never leave mm. those safeties into the podcast. Yeah. So I guess maybe the audience wouldn't really understand what I was, was meaning there. Because, of course, we don't talk outside this podcast. We so don't. We, you would never say safety outside of the podcast when we're not, you know, being recorded. And I hope you but don't
1: understand anything in this podcast. I don't think you will. Me this, or the audience? the Anyone. Anyone ever, because this was the worst episode of any podcast ever, and I stand by that. Of any podcast ever. We've had the best episode of any podcast ever, ever, just ever. Unfortunately, no one got to hear it, but uh, everyone gets to hear the worst one.
0: Yep, it's true, if you choose. I mean, you might not even be at the end of this podcast. Maybe only you only got cut off at uh, the news, because you just couldn't stand it anymore. There's too much news! So they exclaimed prior There wasn't to- even that much news. I know.
1: Some good news, though. Some good news some, and some bad news with the HBO news. Max bit.
0: At the HBO Max bit again, kind of disappointing.
1: Me too. You want to talk about it more? No, I don't. <laughs> Got it.
0: Well, it's been swell. Thanks for joining me, Adrian. You're
1: welcome. How Thank are... you for
0: joining me every week. You're, wel- you're You've welcome. You've joined me religiously for twenty three weeks in a row. That's pretty crazy to think about it. It's it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of dedication that's required. You've written the new releases every week, and I appreciate you.
1: No worries. Again, arguably the best part about the show. What? The new releases for you. got oh. new releases! I no, I'm I'm kidding, man. It's You're, fine. It's fine. No, your you writing is that. great. It's no, okay. No, no your writing is great. That. The I'm stories gonna, are interesting. I'm not going to
0: comment. It's fine. Who even cares about all these look, new releases?
1: Look, it's fine. I get it. Who even cares? We, 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 we were going to cut this part out. It's honestly great. No, it's, it's fine. Okay. It's okay. Okay. fine. I understand. I understand you that believe you believe this. No, everything that you come out with Friday. It's okay. It's okay. Believe that. Maybe everyone else thinks that. Maybe their audience thinks as well.
0: I don't know. You know, honestly, thank you for listening to the 23rd and worst episode of all time of Split Focus a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon E. D,
1: and this is Adrian Pinter signing off. I am signing off and I'm signing off with, I, I agree, this, this is the worst podcast of all time but you know what isn't the worst podcast of all time? Batman v Superman which is arguably the best movie of all time. Thank you very much for listening. Take care. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye. Take care. Take care. Take care. Take care. I just keep on saying take care more and 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 more